are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I am your host, Robin Ayers, with you all Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. That's a jam right there, and I will be your eyes and ears. I will let you know that Andy is back there rocking to this song. Andy, happy Monday to you. You must feel real good. Same to you. You know, I got to keep the energy up on a Monday. On a Monday. On a rainy night as well, too. Yes, it is. And uh, Song of the Year, Grammy Awards, you already know. Ooh, Song of the Year. Okay, we are. We already have some predictions. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, uh, yes, it is Monday and it is cold and rainy in Los Angeles, but it's all good. You know, we keep it moving around here. We keep it warm. Andy's keeping it hot on the ones and the twos. Okay. Do people say that anymore, Andy? I'm tripping. Okay. All right. I'll fall back. Let me stay in my lane. Ain't no ones and twos. Andy, the ones and twos is what you're doing back there. No? Somebody tell me if I'm wrong or not. Andy's the okay, the ones and twos he says is the DJ and okay. All right. You you are DJ. Okay, let me let me stop. This ain't about that. <laughs> Andy is doing his thing. Um, yeah, you guys, I see you coming up into the YouTube chat already. The Raw Squad is in the building. Again, happy Monday to all of you. If you're listening on the radio, if you are listening on our app, or if you are inside of our YouTube community, the Raw Squad over here. Uh, good to see you all. I hope whatever you did this weekend that you had a fantastic weekend. You got some rest and relaxation. Uh, I know I did. We are still on, on celebration mode. I have to give some more good news to my daughters, Madison and Brooklyn, who got accepted to another great school today. They are they are just so impressive to me. I was nowhere near disqualified when I was in high school <laughs> to go into to to go and get my higher education. I wasn't as uh, uh as qualified as they are, so I'm so proud of them. Andy breaking generational curses. Breaking generational curses. <laughs> Y'all know we've not been that talking it's a about curse. that. Right, exactly. It's definitely not a curse because uh you know there are family members of ours who have gone to college. My mom by the way is getting her PhD. Shout out mom. Shout out mom. Yes, yes, yes. She is definitely uh doing her thing. Um and shout out to my husband Robbie who he was really the 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 promoter of higher education in our family. He's the one who that's all he talked about. He he set the girls on a trajectory for college. So, um big ups to you Robbie. Um big ups to Madison and Brooklyn. All right. Sad news, we do have to report, as you all may have known uh, this morning, the the news kind of came out this morning that um, civil rights and animal rights activists, attorney and author and the youngest son of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Dexter King, has passed away, sadly, at the age of 62, so young. Um, we definitely want to send our condolences to his family as well as, you know, the friends and family. Tavis himself was a really good friend of Dexter as well. So we want to send our condolences. You know, it's really sad. I mean, he he was here. We just celebrated uh, MLK Day. So he was able to see that celebration. Um, so we definitely want to send our condolences to his family and his friends. He will be missed in all of his work Um and, and his legacy uh, was not in vain. So thank you for your services, Dexter King. Um, 
not much more in you know I usually say on Mondays I come and you know I come in and I, and I have a lot of updates to give to you guys because so much happens over the weekend but what I mean by that there's a little caveat not much that I want to report okay there's always things happening but I'm not going to report just any and everything to you guys uh, it has to be something that the the raw report believes in something that I think you should know about. So not much more that we have in our updates. So we might as well just go ahead and get into the raw report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. I want to know the question for me of the day is, and Andy, feel free to tweak it if you like, but I don't I, I think you'll feel me where, where I'm going with this. When was the last time you risked embarrassment for a life-changing opportunity? I have stories to tell. Um, I'm going to use myself as an example. Andy, you you might want to jump on the mic, tell us about your stories. And we have a wonderful contributor who I feel like is going to be so great to talk with uh, today about these particular topics. So I'm excited to get him on the line as well. So we're going to talk about Eva Marcel and Takara Jones. Both are models who you may have seen or known from. If you watch that show, I actually watched it and loved it. It was America's Next Top Model. I watched it for so many seasons. I really did love that show. But the two of them, they recount their own stories about how they got on that show. And it it was definitely not the traditional way of what you might be thinking. So they did something for uh, a life-changing opportunity that I wonder if now people would do because of the look of things, the look of success that you've already made it. I, I wonder. We'll, we'll have that, that conversation a little bit later. Uh, we are also going to be talking about all these stories that are targeting black men. Y'all know I have such a love for black people. I have a love for black men. Um, and women separately on our own issues. But this particular time, we're going to talk about black men. And have we been taught to hate on each other or hate each other? Have we been taught that? Where does that come from? What is that narrative? Where? Why, why do we perpetuate that narrative? Um, we're talking about Cat Williams, of course. We're also talking about 50 Cent. People have targeted 50 Cent recently. Um, a few other people. Marlon Wayans, we did talk about him recently where he, uh, he he jumped in on the conversation about black men wearing dresses. We're going to talk about a few of those things and, and try to see if we can nail it. Try to see if we can get down to the bottom of it, where all this hate comes from. And, of course, we have got your uh, your who, who's got next on, you know, a little bit later on the show as well and what not to miss so we're gonna get started with all of that on the raw report you are listening to kbla talk 1580 stay right there giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news you're inside the raw report Report. with robin ayers on kbla talk 1580 1580 uh on a side note i did want to go ahead and say thank you so much to andy for uh you know Bringing back to my remembrance, there were a few things that I did want to mention while I was away, as you all know, for the first couple of weeks of this year. Um, There were a few things that I wanted to touch base on that, you know, I feel are updates even right now. Um, Donnie Simpson. Goodness gracious. Y'all remember Donnie Simpson. He has been in radio for a very long time, uh, five decades to be exact. He is actually retiring did you guys watch video soul that's how i found out about donnie simpson video soul yeah yeah he had the 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 light eyes the i don't know if you call him hazel or not but uh he was actually inducted into the um 
into the Radio Hall of Fame in 2015, which is really cool. And he's been in radio for so many years uh, in Detroit as well as Washington, D.C. And he is um, finally retiring. So we want to send our uh, very special thank you for all he has done in the, the broadcast world. Also, we might be talking about this story very soon, hopefully very, very soon. Chris Stokes, as you all know, um, yeah, you may or may not know, actually. <laughs> Chris Stokes is a um, producer. He was the founder of the, the group Immature. Uh, he, he's done a lot of things in the entertainment space, and he had been, there had been a lot of allegations about him and what he was into uh, regarding some of the members that he had put together of, of the groups. And his ex-wife, Manye Morton, has come out and, you know, she's alleging that these things that had been alleged against him are, in fact, true. She came out recently and made these allegations. Uh, we're going to try to lock down as many pieces of, of this story as we possibly can. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that in the very near future. Okay, I want to go ahead and get to our entertainment contributor, whom I was actually just speaking to not too long ago because he interviewed me. Please welcome Chris Gunther to The Raw Report. Chris Gunther, thank you so much for calling in today. How are you? I'm doing great, Robin. Welcome back. You are definitely missed, and it's always great to hear from you. And a huge shout-out to your lovely young queens that just keep getting accepted into college. Man, <laughs> y'all are so blessed, man. Thank so you. Before we go into any of that, we got to give y'all some love, man, because mothers are a reflection of their parents. And, yeah, like daughters, correction, are a reflection of their parents. Mm. So, you and your husband, Robbie, have done an amazing job. God bless y'all. Thank you so very much. I truly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep we're going to keep on this path. And, you know, hopefully we continue to get the acceptance letters. They're going to be very, very nice and, and happy about that. So thank you for that. Shout out, Chris. And uh, recently, thank you for the interview that you did with me. A lot of people are actually texting me and hitting me up. They're like, hey, I just saw, you know, this video. And so I'm like, OK, very cool. Chris, Chris is out there, you know, doing his thing and promoting it. So if you all have not seen this video, um, the interview with Chris Gunther and myself, Please feel free to look up his page and you'll be able to see that on YouTube as well. Uh, thank you so much. Penny Thompson says, Chris Gunther, great interview with Robin. Good job. I enjoyed watching. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Chris, I thought this topic, this specific topic that I want to start with today was a great one for you and I to have. Um, you asked a question near the end of your interview with me, but I feel... I found out that you actually you actually asked this question of everyone that you interview. If you want to tell me, do you know the question that I'm talking about? I know exactly which question it is. Let's let's <laughs> let's tell everybody how you because this is the setup of the conversation where we're going. What is the question that you ask everybody that you interview? Is who is, is who would you like to see me interview next on the Chris Gunther show? And if you have any contact, do you think you can help a young brother out? I love it. He said, <laughs> yeah, d did you hear him? Did you hear him? Okay, he said, okay, basically he wants to know um, who he should interview next. And if you have any contact to get, in, to get him connected to that person, will you connect him? And I think it's such a bold question. I love the question. And um, you put yourself out there. 
And that's where we're going to go with this first conversation. Eva Marcel and Takara Jones recently had a conversation about um, how they got on to America's Next Top Model. And for the sake of time, I actually I'm not going to play that clip just because it's a little lengthy and I want to uh, be able to talk about this. But the two of them separately, two, two, uh, two separate people <laughs> going on to this show, Eva she she saw that they were actually casting. The show was casting at the Lenox Mall in Atlanta, but she had to go to work. She didn't want to risk not going to work. So uh, she didn't go up there, but she heard where they were going to be next, which was Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. She mm. drove her car. She said it had a little donut on it and everything. She had a donut tire. She drove her car to the callbacks of America's Next Top Model. And when she showed up, they were asking her, where, where do we see you? You know, basically, where? how did you get this call back? Where do we see you? She says, well, I saw you guys at the Lenox Mall in Atlanta. And they let her in. And she wound up winning. She wound up changing her life for, uh, for the better. She is now an actress. She does so many different things. Takara Jones also showed, she, she actually did uh, audition for this show. Got denied to go to get a callback, but she showed up at the callback anyway. So the question is, when is the last time you risked looking dumb? You risked uh, being embarrassed. You risked uh, being rejected for a life changing opportunity. I want to know from you, Chris, because you put yourself out there. I love that you do that. Do you feel Thank like you. just just today in today's day and age with with the height of social media that it is, people are trying to do too much for the sake of social media and to look like they're already successful. So people aren't trying anymore. Give me your, your thoughts. Well, the first thing that I will acknowledge is chances make champions. And, you know, life is all about going out there and seeing what's for you and what's not for you. You know, if you're tired of your circumstances, go ahead and jump out there because what's the worst they can say? Mm. You know, all of us have been through some pretty traumatic things in our lives. And I'm pretty sure that the word no is not the most traumatic thing that you've dealt with, you know, and I'm speaking from experience because there have been several times I've jumped out there and said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Mm. I'm going to push all of the chips to the table I'm going to bet on me and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And by the grace of God, I've won a whole lot. Now, don't get it uh, twisted because I've been told no way more times I've been told yes. But all of the yeses that I've received, everybody is like, man, Chris, you really out here putting in that work. Well, it's because I got told no so many times. Mm -hmm. You know, the way that I view it, you know, I grew up playing basketball. I was pretty good, all that good stuff. Some of my favorite players were Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And Michael had this one commercial where he said, you know, I've missed over 9,000 shots in my career. Mm -hmm. My team has trusted me to hit the game winner, and I've missed a lot of times. And that is why I've been successful. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you don't fail. You know, look at it. From, I'll speak about me. I reach out to big-time celebs all the time. And a nice amount of them say, well, pass. You know, we'll say no. But then I get people like Robin Ayers to do my show. Mm. Or then I get people like Stephon Marbury. And then I get people like D.O. Hughley that says, absolutely, let's go ahead and sit down. Mm -hmm. So it's all about your persistence at the end of the day. This, like, Think about it. Eva traveled from Atlanta to Memphis mm -hmm. on a donut tire mm -hmm. and won. 
that goes to show you she was delusional enough to think it could work, and it actually did work. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I want to tell y'all, um, <laughs> I remember... Before, so this the reason why I keep bringing up social media is because I do think that it is a huge, huge problem for a lot of people who want to make it in the whatever industry. It does not matter what it, what industry, but you want to make it in life, and it's hindering people because so many, uh, so many of us on social media are trying to portray as though we've already succeeded we're already there you want people to follow you you want people to reach out to you um with the facade that you've already arrived and Mm -hmm. because of that you are not putting yourself out there you are not reaching out to people you are not delusional enough to um to take your to, to take your shot because you're afraid of the look of it. You're afraid of the embarrassment or the rejection of it. And um, before social media, I remember, oh, man, this this brings back times for me. When I was younger, I was, you know, an, like a young, young 20s, like my in my early 20s. And um, I remember wanting a job in in radio. <laughs> Funny enough, I would I jumped in my car and. And I would drive to radio stations and just with a resume, no kind of experience whatsoever. And I remember mm-hmm. meeting one of the uh, one of the, the the DJs who lives out here in Los Angeles. You, back in the day, we would have considered him like a really, really big deal. And I remember meeting him in in the uh, in the elevator and just the meeting of him in the elevator was just a, it was a lot of inspiration for me. <laughs> to kind of keep oh, yeah. going, and I dropped off my resume. Of course, I didn't get anything. I didn't get any, you know, a, a, you know, an interview or anything. But I remember Chris making. Um, I would look at the back of CDs. You know, back in the day when we would buy CDs, and I would look at the company and say, uh, and I would just look and see who was a part of the company, who was a part of making this CD and making this album. And I remember calling the companies and trying to talk to the people and just see if there was a job, see if there was something that I can do. But I was delusional enough that I would mm-hmm. actually. Just put in a phone call and see if they would talk to me. Some people actually gave me a shot and some people explained to me what it is that they did. And again, that was just enough to kind of keep me going. Right. It kept me going. It kept me hungry enough to try to make another move. So. So, again, I ask you in your in your experience, do you feel maybe you don't even associate with people like this, but do you feel like that is a bigger problem where people are trying to save face and they're not, they're not creating space for life changing opportunities uh, anymore. The biggest challenge with social media is social media has become an illusion in a highlight reel because you'll have people that are putting on this perception that they're really winning in real life. Mm-hmm. And they are significantly miserable behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the things I learned in this media space, just keeping it all the way real with you on the raw report, is not everything that glitters is gold. Because it's a lot of jacked up publicists, it's a lot of jacked up managers and agencies that you know they want you to think that they're really legit until you work with them and realize that they're full of. And I'm gonna just leave that conversation there. Mm. And I just want to, you know, highlight something that I feel like, you know. The thing about me on my social media is I'm pushing out constant content and I'm pushing out, you know, actual things that I'm dealing with on the content side because I want to highlight 
the inspiration, but I'm also showing the real grind of all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like one of the biggest dangerous things of social media nowadays is it gets people, it, it gives people the voices that, you know, probably were lame in high school. Nobody really liked them or, you know, they were kind of like the out crowd and now they feel like they have a voice and it's significantly better than what it actually is. Mm. And it's just, it's jacked up, but that's the world that we live in. You know, that's why I don't let the internet de define me. The reality is I'm going to be me regardless. Mm. Now I do know in this kind of media space that we're in, we have to utilize it, you know, but print said it best, you know, Use the internet. Don't let the internet use Come you. Come on now. Yep. That's a, that's a bit. That's a good one. That's real good, Chris. You are on to something. Well, listen, I do not want to let this conversation go because, Andy, I actually want to hear from you on the other side. Um, Andy and I were talking about some things and how we're risking it all for life-changing opportunities or for what could be something to open our eyes or expose us to more. Um, I want to continue this conversation on the other side. But right now, we've got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBL. LA Talk 1580. Stay there. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Lil Real Howry. Right now, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. That's right. The Raw Report. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. I love Andy so much. <laughs> this is the jam. This is the jam. And speaking of keeping it real, <laughs> Andy, you are just, this. the song is perfection from the Half Plenty soundtrack if y'all remember that that's a throwback right there shout out to john b and coco from swv and jay-z who was on this on this track as well that is a jam right there all right well we are inside the rob report having a great conversation with our entertainment contributor <laughs> chris gunther who's on the line with us I feel like this conversation is so good. What's up, Chris? Okay, um, before <laughs> before we, Andy played that jam right there and we were uh, talking on the other side, I said that, you know, we're, we're in this conversation about risking embarrassment, risking looking dumb, risking whatever it is that you want to call it for a life-changing opportunity or for an opportunity period to be exposed to something new, to meet someone new. And I feel like far too many of us at this day and age are afraid to look like we've not been arrived. We're, we're afraid to look like we're still climbing for better opportunities. And Andy, um, I know we're, we're getting ready to move on to another topic, but I want to hear from you. I know that you have um, stories galore, but, you know, you, you want to talk about uh, an opportunity that you took because you weren't afraid to look crazy, dumb, <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed? Well, anytime, you know, I try to holler at the ladies, you know, I took a risk <laughs> being embarrassed or whatnot. <laughs> that's, that's true, too. You know what I'm saying? Shoot your shot, brother. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll try to condense this story. But uh, in the early 2000s or whatnot, um, uh, I was going to the BET Awards literally almost every year from 04 to about 09. The first year I got in through the whole seat filler situation or whatnot. So, you know, they always tell you to be suited and booted or whatnot. The following year, for whatever reason, I didn't get accepted. But me and my friends decided to still pull up to the Kodak Theater at the time or whatnot. And make a long story short. I, I knew where the seat fillers would go. We just followed the, the line, mm -hmm. and we eventually got in. Mm -hmm. Didn't nobody check us, no paperwork or anything like that. The following year in 06, they changed venues from the uh, Kodak Theater to the Shrine Auditorium uh, by, by USC. Whole different setup. Mm -hmm. Didn't know where to go. Make a long story short, I got up in there again. Mm -hmm. But I made sure I went up in there suited and booted. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? So each year I got in from 04 to 09 after the first year, just kind of finding a way. Just finding a way. Just, just going up there. But the fact that you you said, you know what, you at your home d- decided I'm going to get dressed up, yeah. knowing that there's an, a, a possibility you might not even make it in, but you Absolutely. still got suited and booted, mm-hmm. dressed up, and showed up anyway. And Absolutely. each of those years, you still got in. Absolutely. Where there's a will, there was a way. And Come I was definitely determined uh, to get up in there. Yeah. And it was just crazy because after every show, I was like, man, I was actually up in there. Yeah. And I'm sitting amongst just legends yeah you know what i mean right, like right. that that was a great 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 experience 2010 i kind of got tired and i was like i'm good i'm gonna just you know, <laughs> i've seen enough all right. okay but yeah where there's a will there's a way okay well you know what shout out to andy for uh for shooting his shot and and making it happen and just you know um i i just admire that so much i, I admire that quality in people um Last thing I'll say is I know I'm talking about this conversation today, but I also am uh, practicing what I preach because today I just um, I shot my shot <laughs> and it could very possibly be working out for me. I will keep you all posted yeah. uh, with some with some information in the very near future. I'll keep you posted. But, yeah, I do believe in still grinding it doesn't matter if you have a name for yourself it doesn't matter if you are well known and people expect these things of you i still believe in just putting that all to the side if it's a life-changing opportunity just shoot your shot just go for it and and risk risk it all risk you know looking embarrassed or rejection or whatever for the sake of a, a possible opportunity andy even if it's a baby step even if it's a baby step that's a great Take. point it's a, a step is a step so um Thank you for sharing that story, Andy. All right, Chris, Chris Gunther, the one who, uh, the one who, the one who be hustling out here. He be he's on, he's on his grind, and I love that. I love that about you. I want to. Um, this is another great conversation. I want to pivot for a second. Recently, you know, there's so much going on. Um, Cat Williams mm-hmm. had this explosive interview on Club Shay Shay. So many people were talking about it. Well, Dave Chappelle recently called him out. And a few people have called him out and they said, you know what? How come the only people he's talking about are black people? 50 Cent, you know, rapper and producer extraordinaire 50 Cent recently posted a picture where he looks really good. He lost some weight or he's done something, but he looks really good. People Mm -hmm. all up in his comments, both men and women. Coming for his neck, they're talking about, oh, he must be on Ozempic or he's this or he's that. And they're just clowning him when they don't know the story. He he hasn't said anything about what caused him to lose weight. But people instantly just start coming after him negatively. I don't know what that's about. There's also another conversation, and we'll let you hear this piece of um, uh, of a clip from Marlon Wayans. Recently, I talked about how he is joining the conversation about black men who are wearing dresses, and they get clowned for that. But this is important. He says something that we're gonna we're gonna use as the foundation for this next conversation. Let's take a listen to Marlon Wayans. As we start tearing each other down, this is art and this is comedy. You think I'm gonna tear down Flip Wilson? You think I'm gonna tear down Tyler Perry? I'm not gonna tear down any of these brothers. It's comedy. And we should embrace our comedy, all of it. We shouldn't have one type of humor. We should embrace all of our humor. Every shade of black that is black and is beautiful. Minorities need to stick together and come together and really celebrate us. We have been taught to drag each other down. It's toxic. It is so toxic. I'm just not going to be a part of that. I'm going to celebrate. He went on to mention how... um, 
we've been taught, right? We have been taught. We don't know where. We don't know how to even pinpoint where this came from. How have we been taught to come after our own people? When we we all recognize separately as individuals, we all say, okay, black people were the most uh, hated, disrespected. I know we say that about black women specifically. Chris, uh, something is going on with your phone, but it's making like a little noise. I don't know what that is. Um, but we, we, we make these statements. And so we talk about, you know, promoting each other and, and getting behind and supporting one another. But at the same time, once we get online, we, we start coming for these people and, and we seem to be the only ones who really, really do that. And I don't know where this, this entire narrative comes from. Do you have any idea in what that's about? Why do we hate each other? But in, in our in each other's faces, we say, oh, we support our people. We, you know, we, we encourage you to continue to go. But then, you know, maybe online or behind each other's backs, we continue to hate on each other or hate one another. It's systematic. It was put in us at the very beginning of time. And it's beyond sad that here we are in 2024 and we're still dealing with the same issues and we're still dealing with the same problems. Mm-hmm. You know, God rest his soul. But when Robin Williams was Mrs. Doubtfire, the whites didn't get on his back. Right. But as soon as Flip Wilson was Geraldine, as soon as Tyler Perry was Medea, Martin was Shanene and, you know, all of this other kind of stuff. There has been, now I will not lie, there has been a huge documentation mm-hmm. on the black man having to look like a woman to get to his next role. Mm-hmm. And I understand the frustration behind it because historically, you know, black actors or black actresses in general, they weren't given an opportunity. They always had the black woman playing the maid or they always had the black man playing somebody like a Jeffrey from Fresh Prince. So they've always wanted to paint us in a humiliation type of thing. Mm. But to piggy and just being truthful, that's how they've always wanted to view us as. Mm -hmm. So now you have somebody like a Cat Williams who has always been very vocal about it. He's like, why do why do we as black men always have to do that to get to the next? Mm -hmm. Now, I will be the first to admit if I was put in that position, I'm telling you right now. I am not putting on a dress to do an interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will not do it. I don't care how much money you offer me because I'm still a man that has integrity about me. Now, I'm not speaking down on Tyler Perry and Eddie Murphy because we've all seen the clump. We've all seen Medea. That's how they got to where they are. Cool. But Eddie has went on to have such a big, phenomenal career. The first thing you don't think of is him in drag. But with Tyler Perry, he he blew up because he put on a wig and was Medea. But you still don't knock that man's hustle. Let me ask you a question about that, though. Um, Does it feel like in order to become uber successful that you need as a black man that you need to go ahead and put on a dress? The reason I asked that you just made a statement. You said, I will never do it. Right. I'll never put on a dress. Someone recently sent me over and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but a day or two ago where it was a video of Kevin Hart in a in an interview years ago. He's saying someone the, the interviewer said, uh, will you ever put on a dress, you know, for a role? Kevin Hart says, nah, like I, you got to you got to stop. the You got to stop it somewhere. You know, he was like, you got to have some morals and basically boundaries. Fast forward, they they cut to. Uh, I don't know what show this was a part of, but he came out in like a little wig and a dress. 
and it was showing basically that even Kevin Hart said, you know, yeah, I, I once said I'm not going to do that because I have standards, I have morals, and I have boundaries. But he wound up doing it, and now he has become uber successful. We we can pinpoint all the people who have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, to the point that we're all making here, white people seem to accept it. It may be even, uh, I don't want to say promote it, but black people seem to down it. What is that? that what, is, what is that? What is that That through line that we're seeing here where a lot of black men who choose to put on a dress become super successful? I believe it comes down to what everybody wants at the end of the day. They want the money bag. And they want to get to the bag sometimes by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong either. You know, everyone's situation is different. But there have been some bunch of other men who have been successful who did not say that I'm going to put this dress on to get to the bag. You know, there have been several big time people. For example, I was watching a uh, segment on The Breakfast Club with Snoop. And Snoop said they approached him about putting a dress on. He said, you got the wrong brother because I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And Snoop has still went on to have a successful career. But the reality of it is, I truly believe that we as black people, particularly we as black men, most of the time we already have a lot of things put against us. So when we have all of that pressure put against us, especially mm-hmm. in this entertainment space, they're looking to see, well, what else can I get away with? That makes him feel special. That makes him feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got a perfect idea. I'm going to make him put on lipstick. I'm going to make him put on a dress. I'm going to make him act like something that he's not. And I'm going to pay him some money so he'll do it all over again. And I want to see how much I can get away with. And then you have somebody like Cat Williams that says, nah, I'm not going for it. Now, say whatever you want about Cat. Whether you rock with him, whether you don't rock mm-hmm. with him. This man has always stood his ground on what he believes in. You got to respect it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, facts, all facts. Um, yeah. Houston, Texas says uh, Marlon Wayans is speaking facts. And I, you know what? You have to at least respect what he's saying. Even if you don't agree with what Marlon is saying, you got to at least respect it. Um, I do. Certainly. Um, I, I, for one, don't want to jump on the bandwagon. I don't want to say I'm knocking these men because it is there there's all kinds of humor and most times when we see a man put on a dress you know whether you agree with it or not it's humorous right we the, at least we can say that when we've looked at Martin Lawrence and and he's big mama or we looked at the nutty professor in in Eddie Murphy wearing these dresses or we looked at Jamie Foxx as Wanda on in living color i mean we laugh at mm-hmm. it and so we tend to um I don't understand why we can't necessarily get past that that I'm going to hate on black men for wearing dresses narrative. But uh, Forrest Harrison says historically black men have always had to fight for our dignity and respect. And when when we see a man willingly giving that up, it angers him, he says. But uh, that's just him. Well, I don't know that it is giving up dignity to put on a, a, a dress. Now, I will say this. It could be. And I know we're pushing it. We, we got to end this conversation right now. But what I will say is if you had some sort of morals before you had you drew a line in the sand saying that I'm not going to do it because of one thing or another. And then you wound up doing it. 
well, now may, maybe have you given up your dignity because you used to believe in one thing and you haven't done it or and you went against what you said that you were going to do? Um, maybe that's a, another story. I don't know. Maybe that's another another story. Chris, I'll give you the last word because we got to end this conversation. This is what I would like to do if I may. Robin, how would you feel if somebody told you, I want you to dress like a man to do your radio show and I'll give you a couple million if you continue to do it? Um, that I don't, I don't necessarily see that point just because I'm not going to sit here every day and dress up as a man in order to do a show just to make millions because it has no point. Now, if I'm doing a skit, if I'm on a show or something like that, uh, and they're like, it'll be funny because it goes with this, this skit. Now I can, I can, uh, that's something that I can possibly consider, but to sit here and do a show every day dressed up as a man makes no sense to me. Andy, uh, gotcha. Yeah, Andy, did you want did, go ahead, Andy? Go I, ahead. I know where Chris is going with that question. And I appreciate that question. I will say that our community, if if that was the case, if the roles were reversed, mm-hmm. I think it would be uh, more acceptable. I don't think there would be much of an uproar with women dressing like men as opposed to uh, black men dressing as women. I agree. Chris, last thing. I just want to say it's amazing how. We still have double standards in 2024, Mm. but the reality of it is, you know, unfortunately, truth is like rain and it don't care who it falls on. Mm. Mm. I'm going to just leave that there. Nice, nice, nice little bow we just tied on that thing. Okay, well, Chris Gunther, truly, I appreciate you for uh, calling into the Raw Report today, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation for sure. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. It's always a blessing to be on here. Continue to follow Robin. Continue to support Andy and KBLA 15. Eddie, peace and love, man. God bless. You too. Have a great night. Well, when we come forward, we've got your who's got next. I also want to read some of these comments uh, because Houston, Texas says Denzel ain't wearing a dress. All right. (laughs) We'll have your who's got next on the other side. KBLA Talk 1580. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Robert the Report. Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Okay, um, we have to continue this conversation. I don't. Need, can we even get to the Who's Got Next? Because I have something that I need to address here, y'all. I, we might have to save it for tomorrow. I'm not sure because at the end of at the end of that that uh, conversation, Pretty Brown Mimi over here in our YouTube made a really good point. Something that I believe hasn't really been. Uh, we haven't narrowed in on this particular thing she says uh it's not humorous to me it's a man portraying a negative character of black women to me that actually that maybe rounds out the whole point maybe that is the point maybe it's when we see black men portraying negative characters of black women um I get that. I get that. Uh, Lavelle says it's a two sided coin. A woman has recently also said that when black men wear dresses, it's a negative image of black uh, black women. Pretty Brown Mimi says Shanene and Wanda would uh, portrayed portrayed as unattractive black women. I didn't find the portrayals funny. Um, Forrest Harrison says I was so disappointed when Wesley Snipes did that movie dressed like a woman right after he did Nino Brown in Passenger 57. I was about 25 years old and I kept asking everybody why did he do that? Very interesting. Uh, but but even according to you guys voting right now, there's a, a question over in the poll that says, do, does it bother you when black male actors dress as women? 60s Two percent of you right now say that it does not bother you. Um, But I did I did take it upon myself to pull up this 
list of all the black men who have dressed like women. Marlon Wayans and Sean Wayans in the classic uh, movie White Chicks. Kevin Hart, it was SNL that he did, that he dressed up like a woman and he had on, you know, a little wig. Dave Chappelle, I didn't even realize that Dave Chappelle uh, actually... This is years ago at the beginning of his career, dressed up in a in a in a dress. Eddie Murphy in, of course, the Nitty Professor. Ricky Smiley is another one. Hadn't realized that he did that. Jamie Foxx, as we know, Wanda. And and that's right. Um, Wanda was absolutely portrayed as uh, as an unattractive black woman. Miguel A. Nunez. That's another in Joanna uh, man. man. Absolutely. Chris Tucker in The Fifth Element. Um or uh, his character Ruby Rowe in the futuristic film The Fifth, Fifth Element, Wesley Snipes, uh, that was mentioned, Tu Wong Fu, Martin Lawrence, of course, in Big Mama, Arsenio Hall in Coming to America, Tyler Perry, of course, Flip Wilson. Um, it goes on and on. So I, I guess maybe if we look at all of those examples and we can kind of pinpoint who is portraying an unattractive black woman uh, or some sort of negative portrayal of a black woman, maybe that is, in fact, the issue. Andy. Real curious. I know we only got a little bit of time, but I'm curious to know if these portrayals of black women were attractive, would it be more, would it be received positively or is it the whole unattractive aspect? I'm just curious to know if that plays into it. Well, this is this is the reason we have to continue this conversation, because I think that, um, it's something that I just want to get down to the bottom of. I don't have the answer right now. This was a good conversation to start off with with, uh, with Chris Gunther. Um, so I definitely appreciate Chris for calling in as our contributor today. But we're not done. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Pretty Brown Mimi, thank you for giving me that, that, that one thing to think about. The negative, unattractive portrayals that we see. That is something that could be the leading uh, of this next conversation that we'll have. You guys feel free to uh, jump in on the conversation. If you have any any anything, any revelations, feel free to jump in on the conversation at any time. As always, I appreciate you guys. Make sure that you like and share and follow and subscribe and all of that good stuff to our videos. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. And we're right back at it again tomorrow. But right now, you already know the voice of Williams with Zoe Williams or the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. He's up next. You guys remember today and every day forward. Be a blessing.